you're the first person to hear it, but you know what I'm saying? Next week, we're going to make a launch of, you know what I'm saying? Me being an ambassador and a, and a, and a face of young, and uh, we're going to make some shit happen. You know what I mean? Hey man, we get the exclusives on this show. What can I say? You must <laughs> <laughs> hip hop hustle podcast, man. You heard it here first. He's not playing. No, Aaron's not playing. No fucking game. You got your ear to the streets, man. Much love to all the people down under. And make sure y'all follow the Hip Hop Hustle podcast, man, because they're giving y'all nothing but the real shit. But yeah, man, appreciate the intro, bro. Yeah, let's do it, man. Let's kick it off. Shout out to the whole Hip Hop Hustle podcast. What's up with it? All right, there we go. Welcome to the Hip Hop Hustle podcast. I'm extremely excited about my next guest, the fantastic Richie Evans. Um, well, I've been speaking with Richie and his his management for a little while, so I've been extremely excited about setting this one up. But um, man, I'm extremely excited because you're doing some amazing things. You've had a fantastic career thus far, yeah. and it is continuing. Um, some you've been working with some awesome artists, including Kendrick. You know, Game yeah. Rick Ross. Yeah. Um, yeah. you've got a track that came out with j-rock as well um and yeah. K, uh Eastside k boy so man it's an absolute pleasure to have you on the show amazing things are happening for you man i appreciate it man like i said it's been a um it's been a good year you know what i mean i think next year is going to be even better we uh like i said man coming out of covid man we just felt like we had to really like get right to it you know what i mean i felt like you know coming out of the whole lockdown and situation like that it gave me enough time to kind of just organize my plans and, re, you know, strategize and, you know, connect and, and, and link with, you know, some of my favorite artists that I, you know, hear, you know, today. Um, like I said, man, you know, we put together some great music and a plan and here we are, you know what I mean? Music is out and torn and everything is lovely. Well, I always wonder because like, you know, when you start your career, right. you, d- you don't really see the things that you've achieved as possible. You know, they're like dreams. They're like, yeah. you know, you, you have this like fantasy in, in the in a way of going, I'd love to work with these, you know, artists that are big and and, and you don't even still the artists right. that you've worked with, you don't even know are huge. Right. Because when you start, you start, you know, years yeah. and years ago. And now all of a sudden like you're at this place where you're working with the great artists, but like Yeah. Does does it as do you look back and and kind of like get in touch with that like boyhood self where you're All like man we made this happen all the time man like you know it's crazy like early on in my career um it's it's crazy to see my peers at a such level of success you know what i mean like you know you know people look at kind of like you know me and um you know, Kendrick or me and J-Rock, like these are, these are artists that when, you know, early on in my career and on my journey, you know, we were peers, we were friends, you know what I'm saying? And now to look back and be like, damn, you know, Kendrick is probably the biggest name in hip hop besides Drake. You know what I mean? I mean, that was a person that, you know, you know, you know, we, you know, he used to come to my city and we go eat tacos and drink tequila. You know what I'm saying? And, you know, I'm in Compton with him and J-Rock at the studio and we was piecing up you know, $10 to get two 20 piece nuggets and some high C, you know what I mean? So, you know, it's, it's definitely um, amazing to kind of see, you know what I mean? Where we all have, you know, came from, you know, some are bigger than others, but like I said, we all are kind of thriving on our journey right now. And it's kind of dope to see. 
it does it feel strange to hear people talk about someone or like two people you know intimately the way they do? Yeah, uh no, I mean it's it's uh it's not strange, you know what I'm saying? One, it's a motivation. And for two, you know what I mean, it's a it's a dope feeling to know. Like I said, man, you know, you know, I, I was one of the people that were there at the beginning when you know they had their vision and dream and to you know to, you know to, to able to see their you know dream thrive and come alive you know what i mean just just speaks volumes you know what i'm saying it's just kind of dope just to know that you're around you know like-minded people who are you know on the mission to success and obviously you know you've you've got that track with j-rock so it's not yeah, like man. you're not like these relationships just disappeared like you nah. still got them yeah, yeah, no, definitely, man. Like I said, it was always um, a vision of mine, you know what I mean? Like I said, to work with my peers. But like I said, even still, you know what I mean? My goal is to, you know, reach to the levels that, you know, they are. Don't get it wrong now. You know, I'm not I'm not doing too bad myself. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm out here buzzing and, you know, you know, the lights is looking good. But, you know, definitely it's motivation to try to get as big as a Kendrick or even a J-Rock. You know what I mean? But it's also respectable enough, you know what I mean, that when I needed something from them, they was able to come through and show love. You know what I'm saying? And still keep that friendship in, in, intact as well. Well, yeah. I mean, when I look at your career and what you've done, I'm not like, you know, he's, I'm, I'm not looking at you going, he's a slouch. I'm going like, you know, that that's, as I said at the start, you've done some amazing things. I'm interested sure. to know when you were all together, when you were younger, when you were, you know, you know, just coming up trying to find those dollars, what was, what was the energy like together? Was it, um, it was, I mean, you know, we all go through these, these phases, you know what I'm saying? Where we mature, you know what I mean? For me, it was, I want to say right after college, man, I, I think I kind of just came to a realization like, Hey man, you got to go all in or not. You know what I mean? And I felt like I had to make the decision and best step forward to really try to attempt to make this career happen or don't. Um, at the time I was working on a mixtape and like I said, you know, the story is, you know, game was in my city and I ended up giving him a demo and he called my phone the next day and he told me to get on the plane. And, you know, I thought he was bullshit. You know what I'm saying? And I, I remember I sat there like for a half a day and was just kind of like, do I do it or do I not? You know what I'm saying? And, you know, and then at that, at that particular time, I had to be honest with myself where, you know, those opportunities don't come too often, you know what I'm saying? Or if any, to some people. So at that particular time, man, I took, I took the offer, you know what I mean? I flew out there to uh, California, man. And then ever since then, I never looked back. I mean, of course I had to find a certain level of focus and, a, you know, a certain level of hunger and grind, but, you know, overall, man, you know, I, I think that I chose, I chose the right steps and, um, Shit, it got me to where I'm at now. You know, like I said, I'm doing records with Kendrick, Game, J Rock. Uh, you know, had my first top 40 record. You know what I'm saying? Um, uh, you know, maybe eight months ago, featuring uh, Vito, the record called For You. So, I think that I'm slowly knocking down some of these uh, some of these goals consistently, brother. So, you know, hey, grind. You know, doesn't stop at all. Well, I feel like you know, hip hop has changed significantly in terms of the time that it takes for for an artist to be successful. I mean, we look back at like, you know, the nineties and it's littered with people who are extremely young in early twenties where they just like, you know, do do really well. You know, Nas was extremely 
young, Mob yeah. Deep young, you know, Biggie yeah. extremely young. Like you Jay. look at these legends, Jay, and, and now it feels like it's shifted a little bit where yeah. because there is a lot of talent out there that it takes a little bit longer for you to really earn your credits. Yeah. As opposed, yeah, sure. and, and not that they didn't earn their credits before, but it feels right. like it's just, it's it's harder to stand out compared yeah. to what it was. Um, I, I think now is just, and again, you know, I'm probably going to get a lot of flack from this right now. I just think that like music is so accessible right now that, you know, everybody feels that they can do it. You know what I'm saying? I mean, I think back then, you know, there 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 had to be a little bit of grind work you know what I'm saying, to get any type of notoriety or any type of recognition. I mean, i.e. right now we got the internet, you know what I'm saying? So, you know, music is 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 at the click of a fingertip, you know what I mean? Back then, um, it really wasn't like that, man. You had to go city to city, state to state, you know what I mean? Uh, cassette tape, cassette tape, mixtape to mixtape, you know what I mean? To really circulate and get your name respected and out there on a national level and that normally took about what maybe like six months to a year you know what i'm saying i mean like i said now shit on a national level it's at the click of a button man you can be a household commodity in less than 30 days you know what i mean so it's definitely it's definitely different um from back then i think that the work 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 ethic is different i think the mindset is different but even also as i was telling you i think that just the accessibility of of music is kind of the reason why it's so different. I think you can come and go faster. For you know sure. What I mean, because sure. there's so much, you can blow up. But the the problem is, and this is what I see a lot of, is like you need depth of catalog. For sure. For because sure. And, 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 and speaking of that, I think for me, I, I believe, you know, from the era that, that I came up in, and like I said, the peers that I'm around is, you know, these are people who make quality music. This is not a microwavable thing. You know, Kendrick doesn't make microwavable music. You know, he makes music to stick to your ribs. You know, same with J-Rock. You know what I'm saying? Like, he makes quality music. So I think that, uh, you know, there's there's many different levels um, of, of music out here. But, you know, to me, quality over quantity wins every time. But you definitely need a great body of work to you know, be, be known and sustained as a, a great artist. You know what I mean? Yeah. Well, I think a lot of artists struggle with that and they don't have the formula of their own brand. Yeah. I think, I think what they're looking for is what's hot and what Kendrick has done so successfully in J rock and all the big artists, uh, probably less so Drake, although he has his own kind of style, but like Kendrick's music doesn't fit within eras. Like, right. You know what I mean? Like it doesn't. Right. When I look at his music, I'm not like, "Oh, this is identifiably trap or identifiably right. this sound or identifiably right. that." It's like, "Oh, this is just another Kendrick album with a completely different sound." Right. And I just have my preferences to which one's my favorite. I think the best artists have done that. Is like, I'm just me, and I'm just gonna do me, whatever yeah. that is, regardless of what everyone else is doing. And it's, it's crazy that you, that you say that because I was having a discussion uh, the other day where I kind of said the same thing. I said, you know, I kind of found, found my stride and I've seen my career start blossoming, blossoming and my music start growing from the aspect of coming out of COVID where I just felt like I was unapologetically authentic to me. You know what I'm saying? I mean, there, you know, I wasn't trying to fit in nobody's genre. I wasn't trying to 
you know, create specific sounds or songs for specific reasons. I was just trying to create a great body of work, you know what I'm saying, that I believed in and in, in, in showcase and speak a skill set of a city from where I'm from. You know what I mean? And I think that, I, you know, a lot of my success, you know, right now, I think it's starting to resonate with people a little bit more, you know what I'm saying, for that same specific reason as you just spoke about. So I definitely think that that's a, a thousand percent accurate. Well, I think that's always a better route as an artist. Yeah, I mean, to- but, you know, it takes it, t- it takes time um, for an artist to understand that. You know, I think that even even for myself, you know, early on in my career, I think that I was, you know, you get signed or get into a situation to where, you know, you, 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 you're, you're so hungry to blow up, you know what I'm saying? And to be a mainstream artist or to go gold or to go platinum that you at times do look to follow a mold of success because you know what I mean? You know, you, it's, it's your first opportunity. You don't want to fail. You know what I mean? So of course that you're going to look out to people that are already winning and maybe take one or two of, uh, you know, things that they're doing to kind of put into your own. But I also feel on the back end of that, when you get older, you realize that, you know, um, everybody's journey to to success is different. You know, what worked for Kendrick didn't work for J-Rock. What worked for J-Rock didn't work for Kendrick. What worked for Kendrick and J-Rock didn't work for me. You know what I'm saying? So I think that a thousand percent right, man, if you just keep it a hundred percent authentic to who you are, man, and and, and just speak from your truth and, and, and your depth, I don't think that, you can't go wrong, you know? It's interesting, though, that there was a shift away from that because, I mean, when, I mean, you grew up with hip-hop and, yeah. you know, we listed a bunch of people, you know, we can list right. hundreds more of successful artists. And the one thing that classic albums have always had to them was mm-hmm. authentic, authenticity. Authenticity, yeah. So, so it's interesting that we as an industry moved away from that, that like... Yeah. And it took, it's taken a while for people to recapture it. But, but I, and, and I, but again, I think the reason behind that is because like I said, hip hop has grown so big where it's became more than just the art. It became a business. You know what I mean? And like I said, when you're making billions of dollars and millions of dollars, you know what I'm saying? Of course you want to, uh, you want to re, you know, reciprocate that every time. So if you got to, you know, I, I always call it the Nelly effect. You know what I'm saying? You know, when, when Nelly came out, you know, or, or the Ja Rule effect, like they found their niche, whatever that was, and they just ran it, ran with it. You know, I think Ja Rule at one point, you know, he kind of stopped making, you know, uh, music about, you know, his upbringing and where he came from and his authentic self. Everything was more catered just specifically towards radio that I think maybe took away a little bit of the... Um, honesty you know what i'm saying in his in his music same with nelly you know what i mean like i said but i think it's slowly shifting back right now to artists like nas and the king disease and you know like i said the kendrick albums and uh the joey badass you know what i'm saying he just dropped a great project as well you know what i mean i think that authentic music is still a mainstream viable commodity in in sales but also i just think that it's sticking in, in in connecting with people on a personable level, especially coming out of COVID. You know what I'm saying? Shit's a little bit different now, you know? Yeah, I think it's also tough with labels because labels know they've got a particular brand that they're pushing as well. I think as an independent artist, it's obviously easier to stay authentic 
because hey you get to decide your own journey but like i definitely understand like a label going hey i know this type of track makes me money so you make this type of track in the same way that i know that films have become the same they're not looking to make the best movies they're looking to make movies that are successful at the box office and are easy to digest for a large audience so like I, I, I kind of feel like the entertainment industry has moved hand in hand with that. Yeah, agree. I, I definitely, I definitely agree, agree with you on that. I mean, you know, like I said, I mean, a, a, a lot of, a lot of things plays into that variable. I mean, you know, look, look at the time that, that, that we're in right now, you know what I'm saying? I mean, you know, some say we're kind of in a, you know, recession, you know, some of these, these companies are not really taking risks on, you know, not 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 spending money and rolling the dice on the person who wants to be creative. They they want to roll the dice on the person that has a proven track record of winning. So of course, there's going to be a repetition if it's in movies or if it's in music. You know what I'm saying? The you know in the 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 original creator right now is having a hard time unless you are an independent. You know what I mean? So that's 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 a thousand percent accurate for sure. I want to jump back to the game for a moment. Yeah. You said you weren't sure if you would jump on the plane. Right. Why is that? What was what was the conversation like? What was your feeling at the time? I mean, you know, I think for me, it just happened so spread of the moment and it happened so fast. I just think that I was still kind of in shock about the shit, you know, because the shit that you just kind of see on movies, you know what I'm saying? Like, you know, oh, dude, you know, he picks up your mixtape and then he calls you and then and that's shit you, you see on the movies, bro. You know what I mean? So to be in that type of situation at the time, I had to really digest it and get an understanding of like, no, bro, you really got the game telling you right now to jump on this, this, this fucking airplane to come to LA. Now you don't know what's going to come out of it. You know what I mean? And that's the thing too. You know what I mean? When you're, I don't want to say a starving artist, but when you're a young artist and you know, you're, 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 uh, you know, going through life, you know what I'm saying? Trying to, trying to build your career. You know what I mean? You know, I was I was a young dude who wasn't in the most financial space at the time. You know what I'm saying? Like I was still trying to figure life out. So I'm like, bro, I'm about to jump on this plane. Like, what if I get out there? Like, I don't know if, you know, if, if you know, do, do I got to pay for this hotel? Do I got to pay for it? You know what I'm saying? There's many things that, that you just kind of go through your mind. But it's also at the end of the day, it's, it's the belief factor. Like, fuck it, man. I'm going to roll the dice and I'm going to do it regardless. And I'm going to find a way because I believe in me. You know what I'm saying? And, and that's what I did. And, you know, ultimately, man, you know, having that type of mindset and taking that leap of faith, you know what I'm saying, was the right thing to do because it blessed me to where I am today, you know, speaking with How, you. Well, what can I say? To be honest, yeah. if this is the peak of your career, I think we haven't done the right things. <laughs> um, <laughs> but who knows? Maybe in five years it will be. We'll, we'll come back and we'll be both at, at the top of our games. But um, I mean, how long did you both speak together for when he called you? So when he, so when I gave him, so instantly, maybe three seconds, he was like, Hey, my phone rang. I looked at it. I usually don't pick up numbers. It's not in my phone, but I seen it was a 310 number. Picked it up. He was like, Hey, it's the kid game. He was like, jump on this plane and come to LA. Now, again, I talked to him twice because I hung up because I thought he, I thought it was like, a game, you know what I'm saying? Like, man, stop playing on my phone. And then when he called back and he was a little bit more like, hey, you know what I'm saying? 
I ain't fucking with you. Either you're going to hop on this plane or you're not, but you got the opportunity to. So once I really got to like hear his voice, this game has a distinct voice. You know what I'm saying? I kind of knew it was real at that point. You know what I mean? So man, it was, it was maybe, like I said, three to five seconds each call. That was it. But like I said, when I got to LA, man, you know, picked me up from the airport and, you know, we went straight, straight to the studio. You know what I mean? And, you know, at that particular time, he was working on his second album. It was uh, the, do- uh, the Doctor's Advocate. You know what I mean? He was he played me a couple records that he already had in line. He got my opinion, and we just organically just blended well together. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know, I, I'm in there, you know, just vibing. You know, you know, helping him out, giving him my viewpoint and opinion, and then shit just took off, man. It was just a real organic situation, and like I said, I'm glad that I did jump on that plane. Three to five seconds each call is not a long time. Yeah. I, I thought it would be like, you know, at least a minute, you know, where he's like, hey, man, I listened good. Like, you no. know, at least a conversation. To, no. No, I didn't get that. I didn't get that until I got there. Like I said, and, 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 and that was even like a couple of hours after I got there, after we didn't like worked on a few records and everything. You know, he sat with me and he was just like, man, you know, I heard your mixtape and I think it's dope. You know, he told me that he felt that, um, I remind him of himself, but a little bit younger and a little bit fresher. Um, you know, he said that I, you know, he really respected the fact that I, you know, he feels that I had a distinct voice as well. You know what I mean? So, um, you know, like I said, we ended up working that, that whole weekend. Um, and then I ended up flying back right before I, I was going to fly back to Phoenix, man. He gave me a contract and, and, and a chain. He told me to go home, see my attorney, see my family, and come back next week and we're going to get back to work. And how old were you at the time? At that time, I was 22, 23. It really is. It really is like a movie now that you describe yeah. it. That way. <laughs> like for real, you know what I'm saying? Like I was fresh, bro. Fresh. Do you, do you remember like getting the contract and be like, is this real? Like, you know what I like? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, you know, no, what was what was the biggest and best feeling ever at that time back then, you know, a chain around your neck was a code of respect. You know, No Limit had the No Limit chains. Rockefeller had the fucking, you know, the Rockefeller pieces. You know what I'm saying? You know, you seen Tupac and Suge and Death Row with Death Row chains on it. You know what I mean? And, uh, you know, you seen, you seen G-Unit with the G-Unit pieces. You know what I'm saying? So... I remember flying back home, man, and me having a Black Wall Street chain on my neck, and I'm just looking at it the whole time, like, like you know, damn, I, I somewhat did maybe, you know what I'm saying? Like that was kind of a, you know, a big feeling, you know what I mean? To 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 have something like that back then, you know what I mean? I think that that was a goal that every artist strived strive to, you know, to, to to get, you know what I'm saying? I mean, I'm sure you know you wanted a a a, a like I said, a no limit chain or a Rockefeller chain, like, you know, that was, that was what an artist strived to get. So, you know, to be one of the few people to be, to be gifted like that, you know, speaks volumes. Cause obviously he gave it to you. It must've right. been like, it, it must be like, you know, in football clubs and in sports clubs, you know, getting a Jersey, like welcome to yeah. the team. Yeah. It must've that's, been that's very similar. Yeah, no, that's that's exactly what it was. Like I said, we was in the studio working and we took a little break to communicate and he called his assistant named Damo. And he was like, Damo, go in the safe and blah, blah, blah. Boom, about like 45 minutes later, Damo comes into the studio, 
gives the bag to Dane. Dane pulls out these chains and he puts one on my neck. It's crazy. And during that period of time, was Game still affiliated with G Unit, or I think that had no, ended he, at that point? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He, yeah. At that point, this was this was after he already dropped the documentary. Like I said, he was working on his second album at the time, um, The Doctor's Advocate. You know what I mean? So he, him, and Fifty was already beefing and having their turmoil. There was already G Unit beef at that particular time. You know what I mean? So yeah. And how is he in the studio? He seems like. Because he is a fantastic artist in his For own sure. right. For How sure. is he when he works? He seems like an extremely focused individual. Super focused. Um, you know, you know, no game. Game is a machine. You know what I'm saying? In the studio, he's very focused. You know what I'm saying? Like he's such a creative. You know what I mean? He's 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 such a creative. He. Um, I mean, like he lives in there. I mean, I think we stayed in there for like two months. You know, we was doing 6 p.m. to 6 a.m. every night. You know what I mean? Walk out, the sun is up and shit. And, you know, I wasn't even built for that type of conditioning yet. You know what I mean? I'm in the studio doing, you know, five to six hours a day. This guy's in there doing, you know, 12 to 16 hours a day. You know what I'm saying? And and and, and just focus and locked in. But he's, he's definitely a talent and definitely a true a true artist in his, in his own right. So I've never understood that, how artists are like, yeah, I'm going to go to the studio at 7 p.m. I'm more likely to be there at 7 a.m. I'm like, let yeah. me get my shit going in the morning. I'm fresh. I'm ready to go. Like, at that time, I'm like, I'm exhausted. Like, it's the last yeah. thing I want to do is create. Yeah, I'm, I'm like that now. You know what I'm saying? I'm, I'm, I'm like that now where, you know, I'm Mr. I like, you know, I truthfully, I go at 4 a.m. You know what I'm saying? I wake up early. I, you know, I'll go about between four or five a.m. and I'm there till about noon. You know what I'm saying? I done knocked out a couple records. I'm fresh. You know what I mean? I'll come home, shower up. You know what I mean? I'm able to kind of regroup and get my mind in order and call it a day and go back at it again. So I'm, I'm definitely, I'm definitely the same. Yeah, it's just I think everyone has to find their rhythm of like what suits you. But I, yeah, I know for sure. I'm my best in the morning. And then it hits 3 p.m. And I'm like, yeah. all right, guys, I'm, I'm getting ready to wind down. I don't want to do any more work. Like, that's yep. when my mind starts switching off. I get distracted. I like, you know, the procrastination starts. But, yeah, morning. I, I think it's underrated early morning. For sure. And I love that shit, man. You know what I mean? It gives me, like, a piece of time and a... Uh, it gives me it gives me an understanding to really just decompress. You know what I'm saying? Before my phone starts going off, before the emails start clicking, it's just a calm environment for me to just you know align my day and kind of execute and kind of just like you said, you know, that's when my like energy is at is at its highest level. You know, when people come to the studio with you, is it tough for them to get up? To get out? To to get up? Like to get up at that time to meet you? Um, like- well, at first it was at first, you know what I'm saying? Like one of my biggest goals in this industry was to create a system. You know what I'm saying? Like I wanted to kind of create my own system and my, you know, uh, create a culture that works for me. That's productive. So even with me having to get an understanding of that, you know what I mean? My team had to do the same thing. You know what I mean? So my, my engineer, like I said, he had to kind of get on the same track. You know what I mean? My assistant, some of my, you know, business, business associates, like, we've all traveled together and do so much where we all kind of just after a while got on that same system and now it just works. You know, early on it was tough because, you know, like I said, we would do the 6 PM to 6 AM, you know what I mean? You know, 6 AM we're, we're getting out of the studio, going home, going to sleep. 
you know, we, we, we eventually switched it. But now, like I said, man, we go in at four and, you know, shit, we're, you know, we up rocking out. Yeah. I, I, yeah. I just think that's a better balance. Like, but when did you become independent? Um, so after, so I was signed the game for six years, shortly after like what album was it when when right before he dropped the um what was the name of it the black wall the, the the year of the wolf album um at that particular time man you know i think that i just kind of got to a growth and a mature level to where you know i i rather just roll the dice on me um, at that particular time, you know, my album was done. A couple of other artists, um, Compton Menace and some other people that were signed to, to Black Wall Street, all of our albums were done. And, and it was done for maybe about a year and a half, but they, they never came out. And it wasn't anything that we were doing. It was just, you know, the business element of Game and 50. You know what I'm saying? You know, with, with, with Game being, being signed to 50, you know, 50 controlled kind of everything that was going on in, in his contract, you know, come to find out that he could control our albums too. So um, game Kevin honest with us. And he goes, Hey, I know some of you other guys have some opportunities to, 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 to go do, if that's what you guys want to do, I'll let you out your contract. You can do it. Or you guys can, you know, hold tight with me for another year or two. And when this shit is done with, with, with 50, you know what I mean? We can, we can take another, you know, another, another run at it. But I think at that particular time, man, I think that I've learned as much as I could from him. And I think the business ran this course. Now, as far as him being my mentor and being my big brother and things like that, that's, you know, forever going to be there. You know what I'm saying? I mean, I'll be forever uh, in, in debt to game for giving me the opportunity and giving me the platform, you know what I'm saying? To grow, to, to, to learn how to uh, create, you know what I'm saying? Solid music. But at that time, and it was time for me to go and really start my own company and really start start my own my own lane. You know what I mean? And it was a bittersweet thing because I didn't want nobody to look at it as like there was a problem or you you know did me and him have issues and beef because there was not none of that. I just felt that the artist that I wanted to become and the goals that I had, I had to stand on my own and start right then right right then and there. And so when you found out that Fifty still had control over. Right the release of your music because I'm sure it's probably something you don't realize for a while. Facts. Like, yeah. I, I didn't at all for, for a long time. How did you feel after that? Because like the, the image of like, you know, you're working on a project, yeah. you're, you're putting in your effort, you know, you're, you're speaking with game. You're like getting his mentorship. It's done. It takes time. You've worked at your craft and now to find out that you can't put it out because it's, been blocked by someone who again is enormous in hip-hop right. who is extremely talented but has a relationship with with game that is not exactly uh friendly right. and is now impacting your career how did you feel at that point man it was it was you know that's that's when i realized that you know this was a business and that's when i realized that you know there's the music and then there's the music business you know what I'm saying? I mean, you know, it made me realize that, you know, um, 
you know, I needed to do some research and do some homework on, you know what I mean, how, how all this shit works. You know what I mean? Like nobody wants to be in this industry getting taken advantage of and nobody wants to give anything that they haven't deserved as much as they don't want to receive anything that they didn't earn. You know what I mean? So it definitely was a, um, a eye opener for me, you know what I'm saying, on all levels. But I also say that was a defining moment for me because I don't think, you know, I was I was learning real world situations in the music industry firsthand watching game go through what he had to go through. So when I end up stepping away, you know, at least I had an idea and understanding and knew what to look for and things or what not to do and what things to do. You know what I mean? You know, outside of being a big brother, he was a blueprint for me to model myself after as well. You know what I'm saying? So it, it, it definitely was a, um, uh, a, 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 a real situation. It's crazy to me that because you got signed, you were on his label for like yeah. six, seven years. Yeah. It's crazy that this would have been in the background for six or seven years, if not longer. Well, 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 well what's, 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 what's crazy about that is, you know, I've always had questions. But I think that as a young artist, when you're signed to somebody as big as a person like that, you know, you know, when 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 you're not so versed in this music business, you know what I'm saying, and, and you know, you're not uh, as big, you know what I'm saying, as the person that you're that you're signed to. I think sometimes you 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 purposely let things go because you want to trust in the process, you know what I'm saying, and you want to trust in in your big brother or trust in in your team or you know whoever you're with, you know what I mean. You 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 want to ride it out, and and that's what it was for me, like you know. I used to always question a lot of shit like, damn, man, like, come on, man, how come my single's not dropping? Or how come this ain't happening? Like, what's really going on? But, you know, you don't want to, you don't want to add no turmoil within the crew. You know, you know, we're on tour together still. We're still doing magazines and, you know, podcasts and interviews and, you know, the buzz is still where, where it needs to be. So, you know, of course, you personally don't want to affect um, anything in that, in that, in that realm. But like I said, it, it eventually comes a time to where, you got to look at your own career and look at your own business and be like, Hey man, I got to make sure this is benefiting me and mine or if not, you know what I mean? We got to make some different arrangements and, and that's what happened. And I'm sure game at the time didn't expect it to go on for that long. For sure. No, no, no. And, and, and I tell people all the time, even, even with us being in that situation, um, you know, he's done, a, a lot more, you know what I'm saying? For myself than I could have ever imagined. You know what I'm saying? Like I said, man, you know, he gave me the the platform, you know, to be known on a national level. You know what I mean? Took me on numerous tours and, you know, gave me the opportunity to be in the double XL and source magazines and, you know, build these relationships with other key artists like, you know, your your J Rocks, your Kendricks, you know what I'm saying? Your your boys, your, you know, whoever. You know what I mean? So I definitely always commend him for that. And I do think that um you know, he thought that it would it would be a little bit easier than what it was as well. It does show that, you know, the the best artists or the, the artists that really have long-term success right. show the keys to others. Like they right. support others and they For sure. they help others get on as opposed to just looking after themselves. For sure. No, 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 for sure. Um, Like I said, you know, to the public eye, you know, people look at it like, damn, where was the albums? But like I said, he's, he did a lot for everybody's career. 
Like I said, he gave us a platform and I think that he did everything that he could in his power to, you know, put us in position, even when we were to walk away to, uh, to blossom, you know what I'm saying? And thrive. So, you know, salute to the boy game, you know what I mean? For, for, for being a real one for that. Could you ever get the album at any point? Like, so, so I, I, I have it actually. It's on my hard drive. You know what I mean? I always, um, you know, I, I, I listen to it, you know, I don't think it could, well, I can, I can probably go back and get it in order to where it needs to be, put it out, but I wouldn't because I just think at that particular time, a lot of the business, a lot of the producers and things like that was kind of connected to that G unit brand and umbrella. And, you know, the, that, that's just a, a can. I just don't want to open. Like I said, you know, I think right now, you know, uh, my brand TEA, the music that I'm dropping right now and, and the way things are going, I think I'm in the right, uh, the right lane. Well, speaking of music, yeah, I've noticed on Spotify it's not a huge catalog, right? Is there is there a reason that because it's mostly singles on there, and yeah, so yeah. you know most people are getting their their streams and that's how they're consuming music. But is yeah. there a reason why there hasn't been like because you've obviously done mixtapes and you've but done yeah. a lot of work since then. So yeah. is there a reason why it hasn't been filtered down there? Yeah, a few a few different reasons. Um, and like I said, you know, I, I go I go back to say this again, just watching and studying game. Um, well, first, like I said, you know, some of the old mixtapes and things like that, everything was under the juice moniker. You know what I mean? And you know, when I end up walking away, you know what I'm saying, from the black wall situation, you know, I, I wanted to walk away with a clean slate. And what I mean by that was, you know, at that time there was just so much going on. Like I said, there was the beef for G unit. There was a legal issue going on. Um, you know what I'm saying? Me and games manager, Jimmy, Jimmy Hinchman at the time, you know what I'm saying? I mean, he was on a federal indictment case, you know what I'm saying? Going to prison, you know what I'm saying? Like, it was just a situation for me where I was like, you know what, you know, I'm going to step away from this with a clean slate. You know what I'm saying? I'm going to start fresh. I'm going to start over and I'm going to rebuild the catalog. In the process of rebuilding that catalog, I did put a, a couple records out, but during that meantime, I was trying to negotiate um, a partnership, you know what I'm saying, with, you know, a, a Warner or a Universal or, you know what I'm saying? And uh, so I didn't want to put everything out fully until I got my resources and, and, and everything on point. So like I said, uh, right after COVID, man, you know, I was able to land my, land my, uh, my partnership with Universal Ingrooves for my imprint TEA. Um, and, and like I said, man, you know, starting shit November 4th for this whole year, I'm, I'm a drop consistent, consistent amount of work just to make sure that that catalog gets to where it needs to be. Yeah. Because of the songs that, that are on there and obviously got a few music videos out as well. It's yeah. solid work. Like it Appreciate is you. good music. And so, like we said, like we want to have a body of work yeah, and so yes, yeah i'm always excited and always keen to see good artists drop work that number one they believe in but also yeah. will give you know the consumer something to continuously listen to um and to go all right i can find more about richie i can like learn more because at the moment because because i mean you're as as we said as i've been finding out this whole time like you're career your life is so yeah. interesting and so the music you're going to put out is yeah. going to be tied to that yes sir man like i said man you know i'm definitely ready ready to uh to do it 
like I said, man, we got the new single out right now featuring my guy J-Rock from uh, TDE and uh, my guy Eastside K-Boy called Pressure. Um, like I said, man, that record has been just thriving. You know what I'm saying? It's been it's been thriving, um, leading leading into you know what I'm saying my EP dropping January 9th called Highly Favored. So I mean, I definitely got a lot for people to uh, to look out for and, and and check out, man, for sure. Because Rick Ross is also on the EP. <laughs> I couldn't yeah, help man, but shout notice. Out, shout out to my guy Rose. Uh, yeah, man. Um, that's actually you know what I'm saying my. My official single called Can't Knock the Hustle that's dropping, like I said, actually on January 9th. Um, the day that I drop my singles, the day that my EP comes out um, called Highly Favored. So shout out to Rose, man. You know what I'm saying? He's one of those people who, same situation, he drops quality, quality music. You know what I mean? He has a great body of work. You know what I mean? I mean, he's, he's Ross. You know what I'm saying? He's, he's the icon within his own right. So to have a record with him and, 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 you know, even also just having a, 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 a personable and business relationship with him, man, just speaks volumes. How do you get contacted with someone like Rick Ross? Because again, um, like he's just so big in hip hop. Like yeah. everybody knows who he is and he's a busy guy. Like he does a lot of shit. I mean, you know, humbly speaking, I'll say a couple of different ways. You know what I'm saying? One, that just kind of shows you the environment and kind of the places that I be at. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know, to, 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 to have a relationship with a Ross in a game and things like that, you know, that, that also shows a testament of um, some of the environments and some of the respects that, that I got, you know what I mean? But even, even, even also, man, you know, Ross is a grinder, you know what I mean? You know, Ross, Ross is one of those dudes who's really about wealth and entrepreneurship and, you know, his grind is for real, you know what I mean? You know, you know, I mean, I mean, I see Ross everywhere. I be in New York, you know what I'm saying, on the marketing promo campaign. I see him coming into radio station, shit. I'm in Vegas, you know what I'm saying, promoting my single. I see him having a concert that night. Like, you know, you know, winners win, bro. You know what I'm saying? And, and likable minds always link. You know what I'm saying? So, you know, as long as you, you know, you on your grind and motivating and doing all the right shit, anything is possible, man. Like I said, likable minds link when, it, when it's time. Well, must be a good thing for us then. Uh, because yeah. we're linked for sure. But I'm interested to know because, like, this is something that I've noticed and especially talking to artists for, for over the past two years is, like, yeah. I can see a shift between, you know, successful artist as being the goal and right. successful business person being a goal. Right. Like, right. I think and, that's really changed. And, you know, what's crazy is I think that that's the – how can I say it? That's the, that's the hard, fine line to find. You know, I think that like, you know, it's hard to find a great successful business artist, but also a superstar. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's always one or the other, you know, you got, you got a superstar artist who's just doesn't own his catalog, you know, shit's all fucked up, you know, blah, blah, blah. Like, you know, there's, you know, time is changing to where now is like, like I said, man, artists are starting to wisen up and really starting to understand their worth and get their business uh, in order. But also it's hard. You know what I'm saying? It's, it's, you know, it's somewhat of a give or take in this, in this, in this industry. And, you know, hopefully, you know, artists can find that, that, that equal medium, man. So you can get both. Cause I'm definitely trying to get both. You know what I mean? If that wasn't the case, man, I probably would have, 
just directly sign to somebody else instead of signing myself to my own company and then making a deal with Universal, you know what I mean, through then. You know what I mean? So isn't it funny though? Isn't it funny though? As like I remember being a young kid in my like at nineteen twenty, going like, Man, I could run a company. Man, I could I could you look at it from the outside and you're like, man, that's shit easy. And then you're in it and you're like, holy fuck, this is so complicated. And like you have to learn every day and you realize that no one really knows. Yeah. You just kind of have to adapt and, and every situation is different. Like to me, like being in business and like having multiple streams of income is, it sounds good. Yeah. But like you said, like Ross is a hustler. He's everywhere and he's doing everything. everything. That's kind of the life you got to be doing is like, it's on you now. There's no one else. Yeah. Yeah. No facts. You know what I'm saying? Right now, man, I think to anybody, you know what I mean? Especially in this music industry, man, it's on you. It's not on your manager. It's not on your team. It's on you. You know, it's them, it's them, it's them 4 a.m. hours. It's them, it's them, you know what I'm saying? It's, it's them hours that, that people, you know, really don't really understand until you're fully in it. You know what I mean? But like I said, if you can get in it and, and, and handle your business, man, it's a very lucrative profession to be in if you can make it, you know, make it work and make sense. When did you decide to do that? Was that after, you know, you were released from game or did you have that idea already in the background? Um, I've always had that idea in the background just because I come from a city, uh, Phoenix, Arizona, that's kind of not well known on the, the, the musical map. You know what I mean? So I wanted to be one of the few people, man, to really break in the industry, set up a label and a solid foundation, and then come back and try to groom and pick out the next wave of talent. Um, but like I said, you know, studying and watching what Game was going through with 50 and some of his business dealings really made me take it more serious than I think I would if 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 I didn't see that. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know, I got looking at it like, oh, shit, like a person can take advantage of you in this industry if you let them. Oh, shit. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know, you do got to study up on this to make sure that these contracts and these percentages are in your favor or, you know, you can go platinum and nobody on your team can eat. You know what I'm saying? So so I, I definitely, definitely had a vision and a plan and a, and a goal. But uh, the game situation really made me uh, put it in gear a little bit faster. Yeah. You said something interesting that Arizona is not known or Phoenix isn't known right. for its music. Why do you think that is? Um, a, f- a few different reasons. Like I said, I mean, right now we're really starting to get a lot of national attention. You know what I'm saying? Um, I think early on, I think that we didn't have the infrastructure. You know what I mean? We, you know, again, like, yeah, you know, we got radio out here, but like everything is kind of catered off from LA. You know what I'm saying? So, you know, it's kind of like even, you know, if anybody in the music industry wanted to be successful, they had to go to L.A. If anybody wanted to be successful in the music industry, they had to go to New York. If anybody wanted to be successful, they had to go to Atlanta. You know, it was always like we had to go to a hub. You know what I'm saying? But what would happen would be is, you know, nobody wanted to go out, slay the wolf and then come back. You know what I'm saying? Because it, it, it comes down to the grind at that at that time. But like I said, Phoenix, we just didn't have the infrastructure. And I think that a lot of the musicians early on didn't have a blueprint or outline to study from. You know what I'm saying? But I think that after a while, man, you know, 
people started taking it a little bit more serious. People started going to these different places and these conventions and asking questions and, you know, finding the right resources, you know what I'm saying, to help align them to what needed to be done. And like, like as of now, I think that Phoenix has a great hip hop scene. We're thriving, you know what I'm saying? I think we're starting to really get a lot of national recognition, not even just from music, but from sports teams. You know what I mean? We got the Phoenix Suns where we almost won the, you know what I'm saying, the NBA championship, you know, two years ago, you know what I mean? Uh, you know, fucking Kyler Murray and the Phoenix, Car- uh, the Phoenix, you know, the Arizona Cardinals, you know what I'm saying? So, I mean, we're starting to get some recognition and the, and the Super Bowl is here this year. You know what I'm saying? So we're really starting to get those particular looks. Like I said, it's just up to us now, man, to make all the rest of these dots connect, man, on this musical scene to, to, to give it some, uh, to give us some life. I think you raise a really interesting point, which is when a city does well, i.e. has a lot of other stuff going on, you will see it grow across the board. You will see not only sport, but music, but money, business, like it all feeds itself. And so like, it's it's kind of underrated sometimes the the importance of having successful attractions, whether it be right. sport or shit to do or like, and just really as a city to be able to be like, all right, let's make sure that we capitalize on this and like use it to build up the other parts. Yeah, yeah, you're a thousand percent right, and especially with NBA, like NBA yeah. and hip hop, like. These days when you look at it's the same thing. They dress like, you know, hip-hop artists. Hip-hop artists dress like NBA stars. Like it's just the the cultures have really become one in a way. Right. No, it's real shit. It's real shit. So tell me about 2023. Obviously, 2022 is almost done. Right. 2023, we're, we're ramping up for a big year. You know, January, you're... Yeah, your, my EP your project dropped. is dropping. Yeah. What's after that? Because that is like, um, you know, it's pretty much, it's very much the start. It's like, all right, we're starting yeah. on fire. Yeah, man. We're starting right there January 9th. Like I said, Highly Favored will be available on all platforms. I'm going on a short tour after that. Um, I get off, I get to go to Miami to um, start on my debut album. You know what I'm saying? I'm locking in with Cool and Dre. I'm going to reach out to the Justice League. Uh, a couple other, you know what I mean, heavy producers to help me create, like I said, a great, great body of work for that. I know that, like I said, my solo album will come out that summer. Um, and then after that, I'm going to do, a, I'm gonna do a, um, a crew tape, um, a TEA tape. I'm going to find um, two or three artists from my city that I feel that kind of been putting in some work. You know what I'm saying? And like I said, man, I'm going to start reaching back and, you know, giving some opportunities and building the brand to where it needs to be moving forward. You got a big plan. Fucking right. <laughs> I could write, but um, um, can you pause it or no? Yeah, we can pause. Okay, no, no, no. I was saying because the the radio, I gotta, I gotta do this radio uh thing for vitamin water, and they keep hitting me, hitting me, and I was like, oh, I don't know. Like, yeah, I know, I, I don't, I, I didn't know how long we 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 had left, so I didn't know. We got about fifteen minutes or so. Can can, can we do fifteen? Will that work? Okay, my bad, brother. Hey, hey, it is what it is. I get it. Yeah. So, um, yeah. Well, so tell me about this ad now that you brought it up. 
Um, yeah. You got to add with vitamin water. What's the? Yeah, yeah, yeah. How'd they reach out? Um, so vitamin water was looking for. I think that they was doing a smart thing. They was going through different cities looking for the next musical talent in LA, Phoenix, uh, you know, spots like that. You know what I mean? Um, of course, you know what I'm saying. I'm one of I'm one of a couple artists really out here buzzing. So they was like, hey. You know, we want to, you know, come do an ad and do some commercials and then we're going to have a, um, a concert and we want you to headline the concert with, you know, the other people from the city. You know what I mean? And um, I thought that that was just a big, a big deal for somebody like Vitamin Water, you know what I mean, that I can get their attention and just, you know, to, to ride them around the city and show them, you know what I'm saying, kind of what we're about and what we're doing, I think is big. I also think that, again, the momentum of, um, um the Super Bowl, you know what I'm saying, and other little minor things kind of, I'm sure, played a, a big, a big part in that. You know what I mean? But 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 vitamin water, man, you know, they're they're big on, you know, helping, you know, upcoming artists and artists who are on the next wave thrive. You know what I'm saying? I'm just fortunate to be one of those ones that they that they give an opportunity to. Yeah, well, I can say why. You know, the, the it's always interesting when I speak to artists because, you know, sometimes I think it it starts easy in an interview when it's like ten minutes because it. it's like you you can kind of get your way through it you can navigate it but like when we go an hour an hour fifteen like when we push that time it's really hard to stay in a character the true you sure. really comes out and so For I sure. think I've definitely spoken to artists where it's like oh I'm starting to see at the beginning you had this show. But because I'm not planning my questions, it's really hard to pretend because you right. don't know what's coming next. And right. the thing that I've noticed about you is that, like, whether from the start to the middle or the end, you've been the same person and authentic the whole way through. So yes, I think sir. brands like that and brands in general always gravitate to that where it's like, I know who I'm going to get every single time and yeah, I'm not going to get surprises. And and I and you know, I, and I do want to throw this out there too. Like I said, the vitamin water um, situation, man. Like I said, that's just a one-off. Um, you know, they doing the commercial, doing the concert. But I do want to speak about. You know, what I'm saying uh, right now, I'm in talks of being being the face of uh, a cognac called Vion. I don't know. If, I don't know if you heard of it. You know, it's under the Bel Air brand. You know, uh, shout out to you know Rose. Shout out to Brett Barish. Um, you know, they got the Bel Air brand popping, you know what I mean? They got the champagnes, they got the, they got the McQueen vodka or the gin, and then they got the, uh, the, the bamboo, you know what I'm saying? I know Rose and, and Lil Wayne represent that, but, um, I'm, I'm a, I'm a cognac drinker and, um, they just enrolled, um, like I said, their new, their new alcohol called Vion. So, uh, you know, you're the first person to hear it, but you know what I'm saying? Next week, we're going to make a launch of. You know what I'm saying? Me being an ambassador and in the in in face of Young, and uh, we're going to make some shit happen. You know what I mean? Hey, man, we get the exclusives on this show. What can I say? You must. <laughs> <laughs> nah, you you just must feel. It. You feel good. You feel good, man. But, like, yeah, because I'm not a huge cognac drinker. Like, I'm not huge into my, like, whiskeys and stuff like that. Um, so, what's your drink like of choice? Well, it's, it's funny you ask because I really fluctuate. And it depends okay. where I go. Um, but I do love a cocktail. Like whatever okay. it is, like for whatever reason. But then in Australia, hot summer's day, the cricket's in the background, right. a nice cold beer on tap. Uh, there's, some, 
There's something about that. Let me tell you, you know, I've, I've been to Australia a few times, right? There are two things that every time that I come to Australia, I have to have. There's two things. Two things. One, Nando's. <laughs> Facts. That's first. First. Second, pie face. Those, those are those are my, my, my two things. Every time I come you to you could give me a hundred guesses. I would never have guessed those two things. My dude, I like like well. One is because they don't they don't have them here in in in, in the states. You know what I'm saying? So only time I'm ever I ever get Nando's is when I go to Australia or when I go to uh, England. You know what I'm saying? To the UK, but that's about it. But every time that I touch down, that's the first thing that I do before you take me to the hotel. Before we do anything, take me to Nando's. What do you just go for? For like the the straight up the roast chicken, yeah. Or do you go the, for like yeah? Hey, I get I get the chicken and I get the uh, the peri peri sauce and the mom. Do you go like how hot do you go? So I if anyone medium. hasn't had Nando's, it, like they got the the levels of heat. Yeah, but mediums that's pretty hot. And you can, do you know the thing is here's what you got to do. I'm gonna give you the next time you come down. At, in supermarkets, okay. they sell the Nando sauce. Oh, no, I know. So, so I do have that at the house. I do have that, okay. <laughs> but yeah. they don't have the chicken. Like, how, you know what I'm saying? So, no. you yeah. know, I mean, I, I try to muster some shit up and make it work as best as I can. But Nando's is definitely, you know, what I'm saying one of my top five places that I like to eat whenever I, you know, I travel out the country for sure. Well, what we got to get you to work on is become the official ambassador fernando's fucking right we need to make that happen (laughs) (laughs) yeah (laughs) we definitely got to make that happen but i think because i think nando's is south african actually or like portuguese yeah yeah i I, well i heard this year there's one nando's in america and it's in washington dc there's one and it's only been up for i think like maybe a year you know what i'm saying but I know, I know. Before that, nope. We all, you know, like I said, we always had to go overseas to get it. The pie, pie face is the interesting one because I think Nando's is awesome. The chicken they do is unreal, right? And the chips that they do, the peri peri yeah. salt is, oh, fire, fire. Now, do you have you have you ate pie face? Nah, but I see it around all the time. That's why I'm like, I see it, and I'm like, mm. so here. The, so the funny shit about it is, um, I ate that on accident. It was, uh, I was in my hotel and I was just chilling before the show and I was just starving, but I wanted a steak. You know what I'm saying? And I was like, you don't have time. You don't have time. So I, and I was like, pie face. Like, what the fuck is a pie face? Like, what is this? And it was like, you know, it's like a, a pot pie and you can fill it how you want to fill it. So I went down there and they had steak. So I had them fill it with steak, gravy, mushrooms, and, and uh, potatoes put that shit together, gave me that shit, I killed it from then on out. So shout out to Pie Face. Well, it sounds like you just got to, like if you like pies, we got so many good pies. We got award-winning pies. So we got to like get you to like a legit like bakery where they're like fully like homemade, like the award-winning ones. I feel like those, because they do steak, mushroom, and like they do all the gourmet flavors. Yeah, yeah, that like, nah, I definitely... I, that it definitely hit home that, that you know that day, and I think you guys well, got man, fire ass salt and vinegar chips too. Yeah, we do for sure. Yeah, and chicken salt, chicken salt we have down here. 
What's that? Which I don't think you guys have. When you go to like a fish and chip shop, you can get chips with chicken salt. It's like chicken flavoring in the salt. It's Got the it. best. It's honestly another game changer. I think it was invented in Adelaide, but like it is, it, it tastes like crack. It's like so good. <laughs> it's so addictive. He said it's addictive. <laughs> no, I get it. Yeah. I get it for sure. Well, man, I only have one more question for you. And for sure. it's probably going to be the hardest question that I've asked you. Okay. Um, but if you had to recommend one album that mm. everybody should listen to at least once to get an appreciation of, cannot be your own work, okay. it can be any genre of music, what would it be? The Chronic. Dr. Dre. I know I'm, I'm stuck between The Chronic and Illmatic, man, because like I'm a Nas fan for sure. But I think that, you know, like I said, me being from the West, and kind of where I come from, I think that just the chronic kind of just visual, you know, musically put together well, but I think it visualizes just kind of where I come from and kind of what we're about, you know what I mean? And it just kind of just takes you on this 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 journey. So I, I would I would definitely have to say the chronic. Well, I think a lot of people will agree with you that that is a must listen album. There's there's a lot. That's why I love this question because, like, let's be honest, it's not a wrong answer. Right. Um, there's no such thing. But man, it's been an absolute pleasure to have you on the show um, and and chop it up. And I'm extremely excited to see what happens with yeah. your career. I'm gonna let you plug your your single that's out now, your album that's coming as well. We talked about it throughout the interview, but sure. after that, is there anything else you wanted to plug as well? Uh, you know what? Like I said, man, just make sure y'all get my new single out right now featuring my boy J-Rock from TDE and my man Eastside K-Boy called Pressure. Make sure y'all get that. It's on all DSPs. Um, like I said, man, make sure you stay in tune with me, man. I got my uh, my EP, you know, called Highly Favored dropping uh, um, January 9th. Um, yeah, follow me on Instagram at WhoIsRitchie, Facebook at WhoIsRitchie. Talk to me. I talk back, man. I'm out here. And you got music videos on YouTube as well. So yeah. if anyone who wants to see, they're really well done, really crisp, clean production. So yeah. definitely make sure you check them out. And, and man, absolute pleasure for me as well. Um, as I said, we've been talking about this for a while with with your representation and yourself. But yeah, I'm glad we got to got to make it happen. I'm excited to see what you do. Um, as we said before, he's becoming the brand ambassador for a cognac. Yes, um, so if there's anyone to trust, it's Richie Evans. Um, and I might have to get myself a, a taste of that. Who knows? I might be converted. Come on, come on. I'm with you. I help you convert. Don't even worry about it. You know what I mean? <laughs> Definitely. Thanks for listening to the show. Please like and subscribe and follow me on Instagram at the underscore hip hop hustle for upcoming podcast news. Also, don't forget to check out my Patreon under hip hop hustle for exclusive content and to help support the show. Bye for now.